The following episode of Fuller Brown is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Full of Hello, everybody. This is Tony with Fuller Brown, and welcome back to the show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in on another special episode that I have prepared uh, for you all. And again, I say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, By the way, quick uh, um, uh, mention. Um, Our website is up and running. If you want to go check it out, fullerbrown.com. It has so many cool features, you guys. You can leave us a voicemail. You can leave us a review. You can hear all the episodes straight up from there. Uh, it, it's it's great. Um, it's still a work in progress, so you know. So I do apologize if it's not you know um, to the best quality. I'm still learning. I'm still working on some things. So have a little patience. But in the meantime, go check it out. Um, leave us a review, please. It would greatly help our show to know that uh, you guys are listening and that you're enjoying the content. Um, but anyway, um, this is a two-parter. Um, well, let me rephrase. This is a three-part episode where today's episode is part two. And I think I forgot to say that on the previous uh, part one episode. I don't think I mentioned that it was a three-parter, so uh, sorry about that, you know, slip of the tongue. Uh, So sorry about that, but uh, yes, this is a three-parter, so this is part two. Um, If you haven't caught up to um, what this is about, go check it out. Go stop right now. Go Thieves in the Temple part one, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts or wherever you're listening to this right now, and kind of catch up on what the series is about. Um... And I wanted to continue on my thoughts about this specific topic, which is growing up in a in a religious and maybe even I could say toxic place. Um, now I, I do understand um, that this is not the story for everybody. This is not the same story that everybody lived. So if you have great experiences with a church, then I'm I'm really happy for you. I really really am. I'm not here to tell you, you know, how to live your life. I'm not here to tell you, hey, you know, you caused me pain. I'm like, no, 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 no. I I respect everybody's opinion. I really do. Um, I'm not doing this series to bash anybody, to embarrass anybody. I'm I'm doing this for myself healing. I'm here to teach people the kind of hurt these things could take on a person, a family, a community. And if, if you still belong to this organization or to this, you know, church practice, I'm I'm happy for you. But listen to me with listening ears. Um, I don't want you here to come and hear my episodes, especially on this topic, and and think that I'm trying to hurt you or hurt people around you. That that's not my point. I I promise you, I'm doing these episodes mainly for me, uh, to be honest. And especially after uh, our first episode of Thieves in the Temple, I've got so many feedback, private messages, and and just uh, I was overwhelmed with the people that went through something similar. Um, Obviously, not everybody was a leader like I was back then, so it's not the same, but it's the same kind of hurt, and it's the same kind of offenses that, 
you know, we were caused. And it's the same kind of pain that honestly, it's really hard to grow out of. And I, I, I think that's why I wanted to do this. Not again, not to say, hey, everybody should stop going to church, you know, stop believing in God. No, you believe whatever it is comfortable to your soul, to your heart do that. But do it with a conscious mind uh, that this could be happening around you. And, and if it's not, like I said, perfect, I'm I'm happy that it's not. But I wanted to just share my stories. Obviously, this podcast, you know, is hosted by me and I cannot be asking my friends and, and, and guests to come on the show and me not expecting to share what's going on with me or the things that I've learned, the things that I have over past, you know, not to share the things that I have survived, the things that I have learned and healed from. So that being said, I was raised in this organization. So this is all I knew. So I, I, I do want to point that out at the very beginning for you that are listening and it is not a religious person or it's not or, or you're not a person of faith. Um, this, you know, this shows for everybody, obviously, but I, I want you to listen to the pain that I've been through and the things that I have learned. I'm mentioning that because to me, this is all I've ever known. I, I was raised in this religion since I was three. Well, actually, since I was born. But um, we've been in it since I was a baby. Since I mean, me and my whole family, you know, have been doing this forever. Uh, well, they have been doing this forever. I, you know, now I can continue. <laughs> I feel like I have to explain myself a little bit because I do forget that not everybody does come from this background. So um trying to kind of plan, you know, a scenario here and, and just have you guys kind of picture who I am or who I was and, and where I'm heading. Last episode of Thieves in the Temple, I talked about an experience that I went through when I was a leader. I was involved in a scandal that was really huge for me and that it really almost ruined my life. It was really painful. But that's not the only thing that I've been through. And that's not the only thing that I wanted to bring awareness to. Before I continue, I do want to say a lot of religious people are very centered around their lifestyle, and we kind of tend to forget to think about everybody else. Uh, We think that we know everything. We think that we know every situation that everybody's going through, and the fact of the matter is is that we don't. I've said this before in previous episodes where I've said that me personally, in my household, I was not allowed to uh, socialize with other people that were not in this, you know, structure of a religion or, you know, surrounding uh, grew up, you know, with a lot of people that were just similar to me. So I didn't think of it as anything out of the ordinary. I really didn't. To me, this was life. To me, this is just how we were supposed to be. I really did not expect to ever, ever, ever leave and to be able to think the way I think now. And again, I'm not trying to like show you, oh, you're thinking wrong. But I, I do want you, the listener, that if you have gone through this personally as well, uh, heal from it. Because the bitterness that this carries, uh, the the hurt, the pain, the anger that this 
that this does carry along with you, it drags and it ruins future relationships. And if it really does ruin how you look at the world. So if you don't know me personally, as my parents, I'm the oldest and my middle sister and my younger brother, uh, my dad is now a pastor and, you know, he, he does the Lord's work and, and he's happy doing that. And I'm happy that he's happy doing that. I don't judge him. I don't judge any other pastors either. But this is what we went through. And I'm going to share this story with my point of view because I don't want to overstep my parents' experience with this. This is just something from my point of view. I'm not going to tell you some of the behind the scenes that we went through as a family. I'm just going to talk about what I went through as a person. Um, In 1998, 99 maybe, my parents were struggling a lot. Uh, We had come to this country with little to nothing. Um, we still have pictures where we were eating on the floor when we first arrived. And honestly, uh, I wouldn't have had it any other way. It, it was, we were close and we we're a very close family. Um, we didn't talk a lot, but you know, we, we were, I mean, we were all we had. My parents were struggling really bad in their marriage. And again, I'm not going to get into it because that's their story. If they ever want to come on the show, that's I'm saying this because at that time they were in the middle of a huge marital problem to where, you know, they were almost going to get a divorce. Matter of fact, they were actually separated for a little bit. I was 10, maybe 11 years old. I was born 11 or 12. Yeah. So um, I, I mean, I was a drummer at the church, so I, I kept going. Uh, luckily, our neighbors were churchgoers to to the same church, so they just you know took me to church, and um, I'm thankful for them for you know <laughs> taking me out. I'm like whatever, you little rascal, whatever. Um, but they took me. One of the things that the church is really famous for is gossip. Churches love to gossip. You cannot go to any church and not expect somebody to know everything about you. To know everything about the person that's walking in. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. And oh, mm-hmm. girl, let me tell you about this or that or this or that. And 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 to me, it was actually normal. Going back to telling you how I was raised. To me, uh, the really, the, I mean, I, I heard this joke once that how they as Christians love to point out uh, gossip through prayer, prayer requests. Oh, did you hear about sister this? You know, I don't know. She's pregnant. She doesn't know who the baby is or who the baby's father is. And da, 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 da. and then we pretend to pray. But in reality, we just want to know the tea. Why? I, I don't know. Again, I'm not here to bash anybody. I probably did that, too. When you're there, that's your community, that's your family, really. So that's you do what everybody does. And so I mean, I, I'm 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 not saying that I was perfect. I'm not I wasn't. Even now I'm not. People would come to me, Oh my god, is it true that your parents are getting a divorce? What's gonna happen to you? Mind you, I'm ten, eleven years old. Nobody in their right mind should go to a minor and ask them about their parents' marital status. That's ridiculous. But I mean, like I said, that's all I knew. So um, I was like, I don't know. Ask them. Go talk to them. Go pray for them. Uh, during this whole time, nobody reached out to them. Nobody. Not the pastor, to my knowledge. None of their close friends. And my dad was kind of blacklisted after this. Uh, going to a church, there's certain things that you just cannot do. One of them is get a divorce. 
uh, to, and my particular background is cut your hair, the women, cut your hair, you know, do extravagant changes. Trying to give as much info for the listeners that did not grow up like we did or like I did. Yeah, my parents were in the middle of a problem and it was terrible. It was one of the hardest things I have seen my parents go through. Uh, aside from the story that I'm telling today, um, this is basically the little pre-story of the story. As a, as a kid, you don't want to hear your parents argue. You don't want to hear them cry. You don't want to hear them each other, you know, calling each other names. Um, you know, it, it it was a very terrible thing to go through at that age because then I became a parent to my sister because they were always constantly fighting. You know. Uh, there was a point where, you know, my dad left the house. I mean, it was it was terrible. It was a terrible thing to go through. Um, if you're um, a child of divorced parents, my hat's off to you. That's one of the hardest things I have lived through. Now, my parents are not divorced currently at the time. And, you know, thank the Lord that they're not. They learn how to work through it and they reconciled and they love each other as much as they ever did. Or, or at least to my knowledge, you know. And they're happy. They're super happy. Now they're pastors, so they're working the Lord's work together. Uh, jump to whenever my dad opened the church. We left our original church, what, five years ago about, maybe a little, a year over after that. I don't know. Four or five years ago, we left that church. And my dad became a pastor of his own church. And, you know, as any humble beginnings, it started small, you know, five members, three members, no music. I mean, it was it was a rough start. And at this point, I had already left the church. So I felt guilty. So I came back to help my dad out. So I'm like, you know, OK, OK, I'm going to do my best. We started getting church members that came from other churches uh, to clarify that we did not invite. They just came over. My dad let them in, da, 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 da. One of these members decided to do special Bible studies. And at that point, to be completely honest, she did she did help me. It, it was very helpful. I it was it was a terrible time in my life. Um, I also talked about uh, my first suicide attempt uh, back in season one. If you want to go back to that, uh, feel free um, to, to go listen to that experience. But so I, I found comfort in, in, in this this lady and I opened up to her and my parents were new to being a pastor. So they opened up to her and, you know, we we confided in this person and we confided in everybody because, like I said, growing up in this kind of area, uh, you do learn to take it as a family. Everybody, there's your family. And, and you don't think that anything bad is going to happen. You don't think that anybody's going to betray you. I don't know where uh, this person gets angry and decides to leave the church and fine by us. I mean, she did what she had to do and she left. Um, How do I even begin to explain what just happened next? So they left and about five months later, we started getting letters. Um, so what happened then? Uh, one day, uh, my dad received a letter in the mail. No returned address, nothing, just a stamp, my dad's name. And it read as follows. In the letter, it said that I was a tender man, that I was a gay man. It outed me and a couple of other people. 
Uh, so I was forced to talk to my parents before I was even ready to talk to them about that specific issue. I had talked to my dad about this topic before, but it wasn't something that I had talked to him since I was like a teenager. So, I mean, you know, at this point I was like 28, 29, 27, maybe I was forced to tell my parents who I was. That was the most uncomfortable, painful thing I have ever gone through because not only did it say anything about me, it said something about two other people that I respect and I was crushed. I was forced. I was forced to just tell them, well, you know, my my parents gathered me at the table like, is this true? Oh my God. Uh, we just became pastors and okay, this is going to be a really uh, negative opinion. But when you're a pastor's family, it's a business. You're a pastoral family, it's a business. You have to keep up a standard. You cannot mess up. The pastoral family has to be the most perfect thing in the whole building. Becoming a new parent, I mean, a new pastor, excuse me, it was tough. We had to be perfect in front of everybody. Now, do I think about that? Do I think that's true now? No, no. Everybody has mistakes. Everybody has demons under their rugs. I mean, everybody, everybody has something wrong. Everybody. So my parents confronted me about it. Uh, well, is this true? It says that you went to a gay club. You went to a tender club with these two friends of yours. And I'm like, well, yeah, it, it was true. And I was crushed. Guys, I was really hurt. I was not prepared. I was not prepared to talk to them about this. I was not prepared to see my mom cry about this. I was not prepared to see my dad disappointed. How they treat me now is a different story, but I'm telling you as things went on. So I gathered those two friends and I was like, hey, this letter came to our home. We don't know who sent it. But it arrived and it says that basically us three are whores and, and you know, we went to the tender club and, you know, da, da, da. so I just wanted to give them a heads up and, you know, thank God that they understood. And but then it began to raise the question, well, how did these people know who are these people? Because they described a specific place that we were at and they said they went to this place at this time, da, 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 da. Oh, like, wait a minute. Who who would that be? You know, it's it's so it, it started working, you know, an equation in my mind. I'm like, OK, well, OK. So after that, a second letter started popping out. And this time, I believe four or five copies were sent. One to my parents, one to other members of my dad's church um, and other random people from other churches. In this letter, it said that my dad was a whore and that he shouldn't be a pastor and, you know, this and that. And that my dad, you know, the pastor was currently cheating on my mom. And this takes a toll, you guys. It it, it sounds simple, but at that time, that was really painful to, to... it brought down and it's like, what the hell is going on? Who is this person? 
why are they doing this now that we became pastors? You know, that's what they were saying, because I'm not a pastor. But where, where is this coming from? Uh, give it another week or two. They sound out a third letter. And this time it came to my house. It came to other members of the church. And now it did go to my previous pastor. Now, in this letter, um, it described horrible things about my then pastor or the, our previous pastor. So we had to talk about it with other people. And this was uncomfortable because now we had to show everybody, well, the first letter said this. And, and I mean, people saw me differently after this. I was not prepared to share that. Now I am. Hello, I have a podcast. <laughs> Ask me whatever you want. But at that time, I was immensely hurt. I was completely torn. And mind you, four months prior to that, you know, I had planned to commit suicide. Suicide is not something that I take lightly. Suicide is not something that I talk about lightly. The only reason why I can talk about it now is because I'm so healed from all the pain that honestly church or church people did to me. And I can talk about it because I I want you to know that this kind of pain it's different from any other pain because, again, these people that we surround ourselves with was the community, was our community. These was these people were our family. That's all we know. I wasn't allowed to talk to other people, like I said. So this, you know, this is all I knew for a long time. And I'm barely learning now that there's so many different beautiful people in the world and different beliefs and and different cultures that are beautiful. And I'm embracing that now. But at that time, I was so close-minded. And I was very, I was just devastated by all of this. After the third letter, or after that letter was sent, now we started getting text messages. Um, I never got any, but my mom and dad particularly did. Uh, Every other day, to be honest, for like a month or two. Now, the stuff that was sent my mom... Um, again, you don't want to see your mom cry. You you don't want to see your parents suffer like this. They would send my dad pornographic videos, pornographic pictures, gifs, you know, they would send my mom pornographic videos, pornographic pictures. Oh, do you know where your husband is right now? Right now. And this, excuse my language, you know, right now he's fucking me, you know, da, 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 da. and this broke my family. I will tell you this. This is one of the hardest things my parents have ever had to go through aside from their marital problems in the 90s. And mind you, this was happening in 20, what, 17, 18. So not so long ago. And they're, they're still healing from that. And, and we are still healing from that as a family. And this, this, this was horrible. We eventually found out who this person was or we think we did. So we gathered this person and they talked to her face to face. Hey, these are things that some people haven't trusted you because at that time, like I said, she was doing Bible study. So my dad would go to her, you know, for prayer, for guidance. And I guess somehow he entrusted her and told her the marital problems they had before. You know, I told her, I probably did tell her. No, I did tell her. Yes, I did. I, I told her that, you know, that I was struggling with that because at that time, you know, I just didn't want to be that way. And I mean, 
what I'm telling you, that is one of the toughest things you can go through alone. Um, I had a couple of friends, you know, at that time that I confided in and we held each other up at that time. But everybody else had left me once I was shunned out of the church because I was gay. And once I was shunned out of the church because, you know, I asked for prayers and instead of praying for me, they told the bishop and the bishop kicked me out. And, you know, again, all that is in an episode called For the Bible Tells Me So. Go back and listen to that and how I went through that. And even my suicide story is also there. I was crushed. I was devastated. I was hurt. I cried myself to sleep a lot during these years um, because this is all I knew. And again, to see my mom cry herself to sleep. I've never seen my mom have a panic attack. I never seen her have anxiety problems until this arrived because for the longest time we couldn't, we didn't know who it was for a good, what, six, seven months, you know, it would have been okay if it had just been to us, you know, but then other people started receiving these letters. So we had to make a face. We had to show our face to the public. We don't know who's sending this. You know, this is true. This is not true. Um, Tony's part. Yes, this is true. He admitted it. And and it's humiliating. It is very soul crushing how this affected me. And I'm angry. Because when this person was confronted, their excuse was, well, the Bible says, well, you know, the Lord said, nothing makes me more angry than for you to use God for you to do the dumbest shit you've ever done in your life. This cannot be excusable. You cannot say that God allowed you to hurt people. You cannot say that God has allowed me to hurt these people because to them it was justified. Well, the book of Romans says this. Okay, no, you cannot justify you. And, And to be honest, a lot of religious people, a lot of Christian people use the Bible as a weapon instead as as a loving thing that we should use as a tool to show love. There's a lot of hate that comes from this book, and it has caused a lot of people, me included, to doubt everything that I've ever believed. Because, you know, what does this mean to me? Oh, okay, so the God that I prayed for my entire life has allowed you to hurt me this way. Not only that, to justify it, to say, well, the Bible says that we should judge one another and da-da-da-da-da. Well, this came from the Apostle Paul or whatever. What I'm trying to say is that we can no longer allow these people to hurt more people using a book that was designed to create love in a community. Because what is the first thing that people were sending to me whenever I came out? Well, Leviticus says this and that. Well, did you know that in Leviticus also says you cannot eat shrimp? And there you go, going to Golden Corral and feasting your ass. My point is we need to stop hurting people. And I'm no longer part of this community. I'm, I'm not. This caused a scar in my family, a scar that I have to be reminded constantly Because now I feel like everybody's judging me. Now I feel like, you know, every pastor that approaches me has an agenda. Now I feel like the friends that I do have now, uh, 
well, not now, I'm sorry, the friends I had then, why were they my friends? Were they my friends to get info out of me? I questioned a lot. I questioned everybody around me and and it caused such a discomfort in my family. And we went through it, child. When I'm telling you, we went through it. We went through it. My mom was devastated. My dad was devastated. Problems that they had already fixed came back up. You know, I had to publicly tell my dad, hey, yeah, that's me. But I wasn't prepared. I, I This is the kind of thing that makes me upset. And I wanted this to be the second parter because this is my story. You know, and I, I want you to know. That if you're still involved in this kind of religion or in any religion, please go to this religion in mind thinking of others. If you go into this religion, how can I use the Bible to hurt somebody else today? Well, let me tell you, you are a dumbass. You are a dumbass. If you can think that you can go to a pulpit and insult. And you know, you don't know how many times I've heard pastors and ministers say things that are so insulting you know i i've been to churches where you know they said oh my god you know we need to pray for all these you know people queer people that you know they're thinking that it's okay to wear long hair you know you know who has long hair besides women horses and blah 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 blah, blah and this and that and you know that and i was like okay so guess what? My whole life, I grew up thinking those things. And I was telling those things to myself because whenever he would say those kind of things, people didn't laugh. I mean, people didn't react. They laughed as if he was correct. People would applaud these people. They would clap. They would make them say, you're correct. And this is where I'm I'm pissed off that this platform that is supposed to be to cure people, that it's supposed to be to heal families that have been hurt, go and be more hurt. Now, again, I'm telling you, not every church is like this. Not every pastor is like this. Not every minister is like this. I've said this in part one. I've met some of the most wonderful people there. I've met friends that I still consider close friends to this day there. So I don't regret a lot of the things. But what I do regret is hurting people and me allowing to get hurt and not fight back because I was vulnerable. You know, this this happened to hit me in an area in my life where I was sensitive to this area, you know, and now I have a platform and I want to raise awareness to you. So if you're listening to this and you belong to a church, go to church thinking, how am I going to change the world today? How am I going to show love to the people around me? If you go to a church and you go and to think, to criticize, or to think, to talk about somebody else, go home. Don't don't even do that. Just stay home and judge people from your home. So many people have been hurt by this. And you cannot tell me that you haven't. I'm pretty sure you, the listener that is listening right now, you know at least three to four people that have left a church due to pain, that have left friendships behind due to pain. And I want to bring awareness because I am pissed. I am upset. I am angry that this is allowed, that, you know, we're allowed to 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 hurt other people from a microphone. And I'm going to put a stop to it, at least within my platform. I want you to heal from it. And I'm, 
yes, I'm angry, but that doesn't mean that I, I wasn't healed. I'm healed. I'm angry because this stuff still happens every day. You know how many videos I get on TikTok where the pastor says, you know, well, the Bible says I should hate all fags and I don't care. One of them dies and, and da, 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 or, you know, things that they say in the name of God. And that is what upsets me. You know, I, I, I remember going to this, um, sector service, which, uh, like I said, in our district, we divided the churches and, you know, by states. So I was in the Oklahoma sector and we went to a service and I remember my sister was like, Hey, hold my purse. I'm like, okay. I was holding her purse. And at this time, the rumors were already going around about me because I was trying to get help. I asked for prayers and people were talking about me. So, um, I remember this pastor came up to me and he was like, "Uh Oh, you're holding a purse now. Why? I was like, um, I'm just holding it. You know, I was, I was being polite. I wasn't trying to be rude to the pastor. Yeah, I'm just holding it. Oh, I thought the rumors were true. I thought you were going to start wearing heels in a, in a dress. And there was about 10 people around me. And these 10 people heard. And I, I, I was so in shock that I couldn't say anything back. But I was more in shock that nobody came to my defense. I was more in shock that not one person ever came out to me and said, this isn't right. I'm sorry. How can I help you? Do you need a hug? Do you need prayer? I would have never rejected prayer. I would never have rejected a prayer. But I didn't get that. What I got was hatred, literally written in mail, saying, well, this and that about your dad, this and that about your mom. You know, your dad's a hoe. Your mom, you know, she's going to leave him. You know, having my mom deleting her messages because she would get so many. Do you know where your husband's at? I'm with him right now. And 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 it's just, it's something that was so painful. I'm just going to say this to finish this off. If you are a person that is struggling with your faith, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, to me, the hardest thing I have had to learn is to unteach myself all of these hurtful things that the church has taught me. Because, yeah, they taught me Jesus's love. Yes, they taught me that, you know, God is going to come back one day or, you know, God this, God that, Jesus this, Jesus that. But the thing that got stuck to me the most is how these people hurt me. Go home and think about the things that you have done. If you have done something apologize. If you have caused somebody pain in the name of your God, apologize. And I hope that I'm coming to you and you're listening to me with an open heart. I don't want you to listen to me and hate me because I know some of you will. I know that I'm going to get feedback from you like, well, well, Tony, did you not remember when you did this? And like, I, I know I did some of this, but I've taken that back. And I'm telling you now, I'm really sorry that I ever hurt people. I didn't hear, I didn't hurt people to that extent. No, I will admit that I, I did not do something that heavily. And I'm, I'm glad I have a platform where I can share to you how I feel, because I know that there's a lot of you that feel this way. So I, if you are one of those, I encourage you to heal with me. Go home, cry whatever tear you have to cry. But lift yourself back up. 
if you are on the floor. Because there's some of us that we had no choice but to get back up and strive in different areas. But it's hard. It's hard to, to get back up from that kind of pain. And again, if I have hurt you personally, I am really, really sorry. If I have caused you pain by me screaming a Bible verse at you, I am really, truly sorry. And if you needed my help and I wasn't there for you as I should have been, because I used to be the youth leader and I know that, you know, my job at that time was to help. And if I didn't do that to you, I am truly sorry. And I, I want you to know that you are not alone. If you want to reach out to me, feel free to do so. We can go to our website, leave me a voicemail, write me a private message through our, our Instagram or Facebook. If you have me on Facebook or social media, me personally, write me there. I don't care. I want to help you and uplift you as much as I can. To those people, because I know that the people that were writing these letters, I'm pretty sure that they're listening. This is what I want to say to you. You know, for a long time, I allowed you to walk over me. But I will say this no more. I will not let you walk over me anymore. I don't care if you're a pastor, if you're a minister, if you're a bishop. You're not going to walk all over me anymore. And I'm not going to allow you to walk all over other people. If I see injustices, you best believe I'm going to stop them. You're like, Tony, but you cannot be disrespectful to pastors and you cannot be disrespectful. I don't think I am. What I am doing is making a change in the wave. And I'm making a change in the pattern that I was walking towards too. That's what I'm doing. And if I have to do it in a rude way, if you're getting offended by this episode, check your heart. Just, there's something wrong with you. And if you're agreeing with me, also check your heart. Are you still angry at those people? Are you still hurting by those people? And let's heal together. And I, I know that I'm coming across as really bitter and angry, but trust me when I tell you I'm not. What I am now is passionate. And what I am now is a, a defender. If that's, is that a word? Defender? I, I am here to defend those people that cannot defend themselves. Because I still get messages on Facebook. Oh, my God. You know, I heard this about you. And, and you know, the Bible says, I'm like, no. I've read the Bible several times front to back. I, I know what it says. What I need to hear is that you love me and that you're here for me. That's all I need to know. And that's all I'm telling you. I, I love you and I am here for you. And, and I'm here to give you a hug if you need it. I'm here to give you food if you need it. I'm here to give you a hug if you need it. What I am not going to be here for is to sit here and see these injustices happen anymore. And right now I'm not going to any church. And, and honestly, that's one of the reasons why I cannot go somewhere where, especially in a Hispanic church, where I, I just know I won't get hurt. And and it's not that I'm still in pain. I'm just being careful. You know, I'm being very careful on how I'm going to take this. And I'm being careful on who I'm going to open up to now, because whether I like it or not, and whether you like it or not, this is trauma. This is trauma that I've learned to accept and to learn to identify to what that was and to what it did to me. So, um, I'm hoping I I'm hoping you're still listening to this episode and I'm hoping that I caused at least a grain of thought into your mind 
And if you're still a religious person, great. But make sure that you're there for the right reasons. Make sure that you are uplifting. Make sure that you are curing broken hearts. Make sure that you're there to spread love, not gossip. Because, you know, these people go to you, to your church, to to heal from a world that has hurt them. And if you're there to do else, you know, something else, then you ain't doing nothing either. You're making it worse. So, uh, but listeners, <laughs> thank you for listening. I hope that this episode was... Uh, breath of fresh air into my life and hope that you know who I am a little bit. Um, don't be scared. I'm not, I'm not a heifer in person. Like I'm, I'm, you can approach me. Trust me. I'm going to be sweet to you. I'm not going to be rude. If you have, if you want to have a discussion with me, I'm open to have discussions, you know, as long as I respect you and you respect me. And that's all I ask. Um, write to us, you know, fullbrown.com. Uh, fullerbrown at yahoo.com if you want to write to that email, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, fullerbrown. Follow us, you know, subscribe, share, please leave us a review. Um, and also, you know, there's a visitor form there on the website. So if you want to become a guest on the show, fill it out and we'll have you on the show. I would love to get to know you and to share your stories. So listeners, thank you for listening. And I I hope that you stick with me for the long run of this show. And I'm hoping that I'm, I'm bringing, you know, healing to you. And, and if not share it to somebody that needs this message, um, I'm hoping that I'm making a difference. And if I am in your life, let me know. And if I'm not, Keep it to yourself. <laughs> well, thank you so much, listeners. My name is Tony Hernandez, the host of Full Around, and I will see you the next time. Bye. <laughs>